This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. When it comes to turkey hunting, there's a lot of things to know, both what to do and what not to do. On this episode, I'm going to talk about the number one most important thing that turkey hunters neglect. Both new hunters and even the most experienced hunters. You don't want to miss it. In fact, your success and even your safety may depend on it. Welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today we're going to be talking about what I believe is one of the most important things that turkey hunters neglect. Now, this is a big issue and it's a big deal. And I don't feel like I've got the experience or credentials to address it authoritatively on my own, so I've invited Bill Dickinson to join with me today. Now, Bill is a longtime hunter with decades of experience. He's also a doctor, and he's a co-founder and CEO of an amazing outdoor company that is doing what I believe to be some of the most important work in the industry today. But before we jump into those details, I want to thank Bill for joining us and invite him to share a little bit about how he got started hunting. So, Bill, welcome to the show. Well, hey, George. Uh, thank you. Thanks for a great intro. It's it's an absolute it's an absolute pleasure to be with you tonight. I, I love the work you're doing, and we're super glad to be a part of it. You know, my introduction to hunting. Uh, I was born and raised up in Michigan, and I I can't remember uh, an opening day of pheasant season um, or 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 deer season when I wasn't with dad and grandpa. And so it was kind of literally that that classic kind of family tradition. And a lot of it was, was chasing pheasants and chasing grouse and, and woodcock up in northern Michigan. But looking back on it, what, what I wasn't introduced to were some of the, the absolute two loves of my life right now. And, and, and that, was, that was bow hunting and turkey hunting. And, and those were, were two adventures that I've uh, absolutely fallen in love with across my life that I kind of got myself into and, and self-taught at two very different points in my life, man. I remember, I remember cutting grass 
all summer long <laughs> uh, when I was 12 years old. And, uh, and I went and I bought a little Darton 40B. Uh, it was one of the, one of the early compounds that, that came out in, in 1982. I bought it on a Monday night, George, with, with all, bought it by myself, all my grass cutting money. It was $268. I remember it to this day. And I bought it Monday night. I shot it uh, about 12 or 15 times at the archery range. I shot it on Wednesday night. And I took it out Friday night and I shot my first deer with That's it. That's <laughs> amazing. Wow. And, uh, and my, 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 I grew up, you know, in the Northern Michigan deer woods with, with my dad and, and grandpa, but it, it always involved a firearm. Neither one of them were into bow hunting and it's just something I wanted to do. And I've loved it ever since. Um, and then my, my, my second real love was when I moved to Tennessee, when I was 34 years old, I'm 52 now. And, um, and I just fell in love with turkey hunting. Uh, turkey hunting wasn't really a big thing growing up uh, in, in Michigan. And there weren't a whole lot of birds. It's, it's actually one of the best restoration stories is, was the state of Michigan with the turkey population it has now. And I, I'm, I was kind of a, you know, I want to say a self-made, but I think there was a bunch of privilege that came along with that self-made because I've, I've met some fantastic mentors along along that journey uh as a turkey hunter and and now spending time in the spring in the woods chasing turkeys and hanging in a tree with with my bow uh are, are some of the things that i i strive to do as much as i can uh every year oh that's awesome and i understand you just got back from a turkey hunting trip in florida how'd that go we did a lot of walking <laughs> cool stuff uh, they, they, they were not very, um, they were not very vocal. Uh, so there wasn't a whole lot of goblin. And, and for some reason, every time we had a close encounter, uh, it was with a Jake. Uh, we probably saw eight or nine, 10 Jakes that, that we had anywhere between, you know, 30 and six yards from us. Um, and I was with my, with, was with my son, who's a 17 year old junior here in, uh, in town. We live just South of Nashville. And, um, and, you know, we were both looking to, to get our first Osceola and it, and it didn't happen, but I fell in love with, uh, man, what a different way of hunting compared to, <laughs> compared to what I was used. I'm not used to palm trees, uh, in my, in my turkey woods by any means. Oh yeah. That's awesome. The, you know, the, 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 better part is like here, a 17 year old kid chose to, uh, to walk the beach with a fly rod and, 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 and to get up at, you know, three 30 in the morning and drive two hours to, to try to, to try to kill his first Osceola turkey. And, um, that couldn't, that couldn't make me more proud that he wanted to be just with mom and dad doing that kind of stuff. Um, rather than some of the other shenanigans that we know goes on in the spring break. So it's, uh, it, it was pretty cool experience. Oh, I know. Tell me about it. How many things or how much trouble being in the woods could keep you out of, uh, it's just a great story all around. Well, and, and another Michigander, old, you know, Uncle Ted, um, Ted Nugent was, you know, what was it always? If you hunt with your kids, you never have to hunt for your kids, right? <laughs> That's a great saying. You always know where they're at if they're right there in the woods with you. And it's a great place to be if the good Lord allows, allows us to do it. <laughs> yep, I hear you. That's one of the reasons I first, you know, made the decision to to jump into hunting was you know, among a whole variety of things, and it'd take me a half hour to tell the whole story, but one of those pieces was to have a legacy, to have some sort of shared pursuit 
that I could have with my family and with my kids. And the idea at the time was, well, once they're big enough to do it, hopefully I'll have this thing, uh, you know, I'll be good enough at it at that point that it'll be fun for them to do. So that was part of the journey early on, just to have some kind of a hobby and, and something that I could share with them and pass on and we could plot together and just, you know, everything that goes along with the, the adventure of hunting. As you know, hunting is, is so much more um, than that moment of truth, you know, when the trigger gets pulled, right? Uh, it's, it's everything leading up to that moment. And, um, and I, I kind of had a little, a little sad moment uh, this fall. It was the very first time my, my son turned 17. And so of the three children, I've got two girls uh, to our, um, uh, one's an, a nurse delivering babies uh, right now up at Vanderbilt. Uh, and she's a labor and delivery nurse. She's my oldest, 25. And uh, another one who just moved away and got her, her first great big, big girl job up in Chicago and PR and marketing and is absolutely doing great things up there. Um, gets married in, in, uh, in May and she's 23. And um, like I said, my son's 17. I ran out of kids. <laughs> I didn't have a kid to take to take in the youth deer hunt this year. Oh man! And man I, I kind of had a sad moment, and I made a promise to myself that that will not happen next year. I will find, I will find a a, a, a young and that I can carry out there and, uh, and 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 hopefully show them the special part about being in the woods that time of year. So right, pass on the tradition. So you grew up as a hunter, you love hunting, turkey hunting, all different kinds of hunting, uh, you know, of course, which is a huge passion of mine and, and of this show. And then you made a decision to go in the medical school, medical school. Tell us a little bit about that whole process. Well, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting turn. Uh, my entire life, all I wanted to be was a veterinarian. And uh I worked for three years uh, in high school and, and two years during college. Uh, for three years, I worked in a, uh, my high school had a, a vet clinic right on the corner, literally on the corner of the high school. So um, in the morning, I would, I would feed the dogs and, and cats that were, that were in the hospital, either being boarded or being cared for. Uh, and after practice, uh, that's where my, before I could drive, that's where my mom and dad would pick me up. Uh, I'd walk over there and, and clean the cages. And it was all because I wanted to be a veterinarian. And then here I ended up to be a hearing doctor. So, <laughs> and there, it's kind of a long windy road uh, of how we got there. But I, I absolutely believe that, um, that this is what the good Lord intended of me. And, and my role as a, as a hearing doctor is, is, is literally, I, I see I was, I was put here to, to, to restore the delight of hearing. And um, I, I'm just a strong believer that 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 we connect better as human beings, um, you know, with hearing, and that and that life is is just very very fulfilled. Um, not that it can't be without hearing. There, there's absolutely awesome success stories, um, but it's it's just it's and that's an interesting debate. Uh, there's some some super interesting debates between um, you know. A child that is born with no hearing and, and some of the some of the things that we can do now with with technology and surgery and cochlear implants and restoring restoring hearing and um and there's some super interesting philosophical debate is that is that a good thing or is that a bad thing and um and there's 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 
important things for us to consider on, on both sides of that fence. Well, I feel for the people that, that want to enjoy hearing um, that I've been blessed for the last 30 years to be a part of, of restoring that and keeping them connected to the things that they love to do and the people that they love, uh, you know, throughout their life. And, and with Tetra, we've just had the opportunity to extend that philosophy um, in, into the woods and, and allowing people that are struggling to have a great hearing experience while they're hunting um, to be able to return to that, that great experience of hearing. Um, and probably more importantly, which is what I love your mission uh, and what you're doing uh, is about making sure that those, those first time hunters, those early hunters, the new hunters um, are doing everything possible to protect their hearing across their hunting experiences. Yeah, now that's a great point. So, you know, when I early on years ago, I, you know, I, I experimented with all different kinds of things. I went into the I went into the turkey woods wearing earplugs, just, you know, trying to figure out what's what's the balance? How do you manage this thing? And and just, you know, it was a disaster to say, to, 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 you know, to put it best because I couldn't hear anything. It was totally cut off. Didn't know what was going on. Just decided, well, I can't hunt with earplugs. So over the course of time, I, I upgraded to some better technology. And, and even that wasn't very good. And I was like, surely someone has thought about this. Someone has, has tried to come up with a way to be able to enjoy everything there is to enjoy about hearing when you're in the woods and hunting. And at the same time, protect your ears. And that's sort of what you guys set out to do when uh, you founded Tetra, right? Boy, geez, you couldn't, you couldn't be more spot on with that, George. Um, and, and that's why, you know, we've, we've been, you know, very insistent. My position is that Tetra is, is not the new hearing protection company. And we're, we're, we're not here just to join the hearing protection industry. Um, we're truly here to revolutionize it. And, and I see us as, that what Tetra is, is the new hearing technology company, not just hearing protection. And, and because the protection part, as you just described, you can, you can put anything in your ears, uh, including a finger or an orange or a foam plug uh, or a set of muffs. Like the protection side has, has been there um, and, and those needs have been you know, somewhat adequately met. What has been missing is the hearing experience and, and truly we're putting the hearing back into hearing protection. And, um, and our, our whole premise is to lead, is to create an awesome hearing and listening and fully engaged in experience. Um, and then you're fully protected at the trigger pull. Um, but boy, I can tell you in the development, we spent, we probably spent 14 months designing and tweaking the algorithm and the, all the computer formulas to make, to, to, to make our patented um, formulas for, for, for specific hunting pursuits. And we can we'll probably talk about that later, but um, the hearing side took a long time to get perfect. Um, the, the protection side probably took about 14 days. <laughs> and uh, that was, that was a, a lot easier to protect the ear than it was to create an awesome listening experience in the in the middle of the woods or the, the side of a mountain 
or uh, in, in a you know in a green timber hole in Arkansas, or a, a pheasant field in South Dakota, or fill in the blank wherever your experience takes you. Yeah. Now I want to ask you in a moment about the genesis of you know when you had the light bulb idea, but I want to just you know give people a little bit of background here. You know, I've gone into the woods. I've tried everything I've known to try. I have lost game because, you know, the uh, the game was coming in, the deer was coming, and I went to put my earplugs in, and then that motion was enough, and they spotted me. And, you know, I've left the woods not taking an animal home, fiddling with ear protection, and I reached a point one day where I thought, you know what, there's just, if I'm going to hunt, I just have to take this risk and just acknowledge it. And then I started doing, you know, being more successful at hunting and, you know, the side effect of that is taking more shots. And I remember one day being out, particularly this time it was waterfowl hunting and me and a buddy of mine, you know, we just, we opened up on an incoming, just a huge group and we both emptied our guns. And then, you know, I was just sitting there like, what just happened? The, the volume, just the intensity rattling my brain. And I realized that day, I got, I got to make a change. I got to start doing something differently because I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to keep this up. And, you know, turkey hunting, you may not shoot that many shots, but in a good season, especially if you, you know, you got a couple tags, you hunted a couple states, you know, you can definitely take a number of shots. And even deer hunting, it's not uncommon for guys to, to take two, three, four shots you know, and then if you're sitting at a blind or you're hunting with somebody else and you've got multiple people shooting at the same time, I was just like, okay, there has to be another way because, you know, I, I found like I couldn't hunt with earplugs and the risk to my hearing without them, I, I mean, I, I noticed year after year, turkey hunting, deer hunting, you know, I might take a shot and then my ears rang for weeks. Well, the next year they didn't ring for as many weeks and the next year they didn't ring for more than an hour and I realized something here is happening there is a cumulative effect that's going on even with low shooting boy um you're 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 the new disciple george like uh, you just you just hit it spot on um and i think people are going to think that we've been talking about this for months um and, and we just we just spoke together for the first time today uh but but you absolutely nailed it and, and the, the hard part of of hearing conservation um, I, I don't know where, to, of all your good points, I don't know where to start, but like for, for protecting the ear, um, you know, the, the, the problem is we have, we have decades of science that shows that some ears can go through an enormous amount of abuse and still kind of be okay. And, um, and, and they're just kind of like just tough ears, right? And it's, it's the, it's the DNA makeup. It's the structure. It's the, it's the, it's the protein makeup and the protoplasm and like everything. It kind of keeps everything together. Um, for, for some reason they, it, it just works. And then there's absolutely document documented cases over, over decades of just very fragile ears of a, you know, a simple, you know, it was, um, you know, stories of, of guys just out for the first time, uh, and their son shot his first squirrel and, you know, a guy that would kind of grew up around guns and, and I, and for this, for, for some reason, you know, this 22, this time was like extremely loud and his ears have been ringing or roaring or buzzing ever since. And, and, or it's, you know, I, I, I normally hunt in an open marsh 
and I, I, I got to go on a, on a duck hunt in a, in a goose pit, in a, in a metal pit, in a blind, and in my ears, I haven't been able to hear the same out of, you know, I got, people are swinging over my head, and I got, everyone's like, well, I got ring, I got my bell rung. Um, every one of those moments just takes, it's just a little nick, right? And it just takes a little bit away from you each time. And in the hunter, you had a great point. The, the hunter has been forced to have this really difficult decision of, do I ruin my connection with the hunt? Do I ruin my connection with the people? Do I lessen my ability to hear in order to protect my ear? And, and unfortunately, we know what the choice is. You know, majority of hunters, uh, there's been several studies that show between 85 and 90% of hunters do nothing to protect their hearing. Even worse, the majority of that is on the waterfall side. And the waterfall hunter, as you know, uh, is, is, is creating the most abuse and the most havoc. It's the longest season. It's the, it's the highly day, you know, it's a high daily limit of shooting multiple birds. And you, you have to shoot multiple times to get your, to get your birds. Um, and you're usually with a group. You don't go out, you don't do it in isolation like we do our deer hunting and that kind of stuff, right? And uh, that waterfall hunter just abuses the heck out of their ear. And, and it was really one of kind of the driving forces of, uh, of, of David and I, the, the co-founder, David, Dr. David Genevico, who has a practice here in the Nashville area. And, and he and I worked together for 10 years on, on faculty up at Vanderbilt. Um, and we kind of became known as the hearing docs in town. And, uh, and, it, and, and somehow, if, if you knew what life was like, you know, catching smallmouth on a, uh, on a fishing rod, or if you were, uh, you know, turkey hunter, deer hunter, duck hunter, dove hunter, um, you somehow got put on, on Dr. David or Dr. Bill's schedule. And so we were really blessed to have not only that we knew what the hearing needs were because we were hardcore hunters and outdoorsmen ourselves, um, but that was a big part of our practice. So every year we got to take care of, you know, a, a couple hundred people um, who, whose passions were just like yours and I and, and probably most of your listeners here. Yeah, that's amazing. I'll tell you that the moment that I had that was the, the, the pivot point was I was talking to my mentor, Riley, uh, who lives several states away, and I was asking him, you know, what he uses for ear protection. And uh, his response was basically, it's like, yeah, I should probably look into that. I can't half hear anything anymore. And I thought, oh, man, this guy's like five years younger than me. And um, like, you know, I'm going down this same path. And that started me on the search until I was looking for a company that had the better option, that had the better way, that had some product where you could hear the game and have that hearing protection. That led me right to you guys. And um, from what I understand, you know, you're not just specializing. In fact, you mentioned that you don't just specialize in hearing protection, but you've got products and you've got technology that actually augment hearing, especially helpful for the turkey hunter. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, and right now it's uh, the, the turkey hunter's got got stuff on fire for us. Um, and geez, it's fun. Uh, we, we got we got two calls today. Literally, this this is the this is the most exciting part of the job. Is two calls this morning. Who both of them? One was in Alabama. One was Mississippi. And they both just got done hunting with with their friends who were wearing uh, Tetra products, and our turkey product is the Amp Pod. Um, and so they were wearing Amp Pod 
Ampod 90s. And both of these guys were just like, how quickly can I get them? You know, one of them was like, you know, I was out and, and Hal could hear seven gobbles. I only heard one. And like, I couldn't believe in, in, in turkey hunting is so cool because right. We know, man, if that bird didn't, if that bird didn't make the noise that, that he makes and she makes, uh, there'd be a lot less turkey hunters in this world, right? We, we hunt the gobble as much as we hunt the gobbler. And um, it's just such a cool auditory experience. And so the, the turkey hunting is, is really one of the big influencers that got us to, to what, 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 what Tetra has brought to the market is the first ever industry first um, pursuit based hearing system. And, and what that means is that we have designed just like you have certain ammunition for certain pursuits and you use certain guns for certain pursuits and certain camo for certain pursuits and certain camo at certain time of the year and in, in, in geographic locations across the, the, the globe. Um, there was never a pursuit-based hearing system, um, which is really what we put together. So what we've done is we've identified and, and recorded and, and isolated and put through a big, long, whole test of spectral analysis, the most important sounds that are critical to fully enjoy a hunt and to be successful for a hunt. And, and we can kind of walk through some of those examples, but on the turkey side of things, we, we literally went through and isolated and, 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 and digitally recorded and then did a whole spectral analysis on, on the gobble and the cluck and the yelp and spitting and drumming and the kiki and a fly down. And, and those most important sounds that you need to hear uh, that normally come out of a turkey's throat, right? Uh, boy or girl. Um, and, and that's what gives us that, that awesome connection with, with the hunt. And, um, and we went and we, we sourced a, a really high-end circuit. Uh, we kind of went the opposite of where the industry was. Um, and most of the circuits that are out there on the market um, are kind of lower end amplifiers and lower end microphones. And, and David and I went right back to all of our hearing aid suppliers and, and the manufacturers that, that make the, the individual components that sell to the, you know, to the top five hearing aid manufacturers in the world. And we literally rebuilt from the ground up a really high-end sophisticated hearing aid system um, that we don't have to buy as an FDA regulated hearing aid. Um, but it's that same time of guts, it's the same, you know, it's the same chassis or the same engine on a truck uh, type, so to speak. And, um, and we designed that to to be able to to optimize the sound environment for a specific hunt because what you need as a waterfall hunter is drastically different both for hearing and for protection than what you need in the turkey woods or or the deer hunting woods or a dove field and um and that's really what kind of has, has has turned the industry upside down and, and we lead with a better hearing experience because we went with a really high-end premium amplification system uh, and just made it specifically for individual types of hunting pursuits. Gosh, it's a long story. I got to find a better way of getting that short. No, that, that's a great story. So for, for the, you know, for listeners that are just trying to figure out the specifics of it, let me, let me know if I'm summarizing this right. You guys have built uh, a set of hearing protection 
that uses hearing aid technology so that on one hand, you can hear normally while you have them in, but whenever you pull the trigger, you've got 100% hearing protection, or at least as, as well protected as you could be by you know the best you know earplugs on the market. And then also, these things are tuned so that they enhance the sounds that turkeys make in the woods and certain other animals so that you can hear them better and more clearly and from further away. And then when you get close and you pull that trigger, it's like you've got earplugs in. Yes, sir. George, you're hired. What do you do? <laughs> you, what are you doing on the day job? I got a new day job for you. So, yes, that was that was 100 percent spot on. Uh, and, and much easier to understand, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad you got my gist on that. So that is so exciting for me on, on so many levels because it solves, you know, more than one problem. I mean, you know, I know in the past, just a couple seasons ago, I am relatively convinced I missed a gobbler because the first shot I took, I missed the first shot, right? It was a bad shot. Maybe I was too excited. But the, it was so jarring and the, the so loud and so distracting that I was just not able to focus on on that second shot. And, and you know, as every turkey hunter knows, the third shot is, is only effective at letting every other hunter in the woods know you missed with the first two shots, right? <laughs> Either that or, or somebody's saying like, well, that lucky sucker just got two. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it could but, be. But yes, um, uh, you know, it's it, the whole idea. So, so, so here in this really kind of what you just set up was um, both for the turkey hunter, but, but even more for the deer hunter, particularly the archery hunter, is that if, if you have good hearing, and, and again, what this is really, really, really just on fire with are the guys that have really kind of been hard on their ears across a lifetime. And it's not just about pulling the trigger with guns, right? It's not, it's, it's a lifetime of not, you know, we, we've made so much progress. If I step way back, if we've made so much progress on uh, as a society on like safety and health and wellness. Um, and, and while maybe some would argue that, you know, we're pretty good about supersizing everything and that, you know, uh, America has some of the highest obesity rates and some, some of the highest chronic health rates. Uh, in general, you know, we're, we're, we're way, way better. I, I guarantee you my 17 year old sons, all my kids grew up with an appreciation of you don't get behind the wheel of an automobile. You don't get in the car period without wearing a seatbelt. Right. Like when I was 16, somehow it was still an option, right? And mom and dad would ask me to please wear my seatbelt, right? And, uh, you know, we have, we have technology improvements. we got airbags that have improved safety. we got better health care and people are beating disease and, and living longer and the, the life expectancy before we got into like crazy words like pandemics and, and everything that we've dealt with in the last year. Um, in general, we're living, we're better about, uh, we're living more health conscious and more safety conscious. That really hasn't fallen over in, into ear related issues, right? Like we, you don't see kids wearing, you know, more hearing protection when they're cutting the grass or using a weed whip or the first time they grab, you know, a lot of times a rite of passage 
is is being able to 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 cut your first log when you're cutting firewood with grandpa or your father or you know fill in the blank mentor in your life and using that chainsaw and and doing noisy things like dirt bikes and and atvs and protecting your hearing is rarely a part of that you may go out on the gun range and you may put some earmuffs on or put some orange foam plugs in but yet we take that same eight-year-old kid that just shot their first box of clays with with earmuffs on and a, a week later we take him into a duck blind and and he looks around and or she looks around and nobody's wearing any hearing protection and how do we make that make sense right we're still going to shoot you know, 40, 50, 60 shells uh, are still going to go off around you. Hopefully that's what you're there for. And so what Tetra is really trying to do, and, and again, I, you know, I feel the good Lord has put me here to restore the delight of hearing, not to sell widgets. Like this is not about selling widgets. This is about changing the culture, changing the conversation and changing behavior. And, and I, that's why I, I immediately connected so well with what you're doing is uh, you are getting in there first before to that early hunter, that early career hunter, that new hunter and, and able to, you know, give them information and, and proper role modeling and, and proper mentoring so that they don't learn bad habits, um, like not protecting the ear. And um, I feel very strong that if I, I believe in my core, if we make the best technology and we get people to start having the conversation that this isn't right and we need to do better. Um, and if my ears are broken, that there's now some really awesome devices that can help you continue to live the life that you want to live, then Tetra has achieved this goal and we'll get our first sales, our first share of sales. Like it's, it's, it's truly not about how many widgets can we sell. Um, but if we change it, we change that conversation we change the behavior uh, and we make the best product we will do just fine and and so far we've been very blessed in the last two and a half years to to be right there and i'm i mean i am super thankful that i have you know just sort of started down this pathway of learning and understanding and, and protection before i did serious damage to my ears but from what i understand you know, your product, one, it's instant hearing protection every time you pull the, pull the trigger. Two, it amplifies the sound of other game animals and, you know, helps you scout even, not just hunt, but it helps you scout for turkeys and other things. But then even three, it goes further than that if I'm reading what you just said right. And that is that if your hearing is damaged, then it can amplify what's going on around you, similar to, to what a hearing aid might do, so that you can better enjoy the hunt, even if your ears have already taken some abuse, and then still give you the protection you need when you pull the trigger. Uh, spot on. Like one of our, I think one of our best moments was we spent a lot of time and quite a bit of money in, de in devising a really good, strong calibrated hearing test that that's online on our website. And, and it's, I can't tell you how many business advisors are like, you know, you're crazy for giving that away for free. You know, people would pay nine 99 for that or, or, or whatever dollar amount. And I'm like, absolutely not. Like this needs to be, this is how you, this is how you restore. It's how you rebuild that conversation change that I was just talking about. Um, and so you can go online, you can do a hearing test, 
you, you submit the hearing test, you know, directly to us. And we take those results and we customize your specific hearing needs based on the pursuits uh, that are most important to you. Um, uh, and, and whether it's molar on the protection side, like the heavy trigger pull guys, whether it's you're, you're shooting sporting clays or we have an upland, we have a, a, a range uh, a range product, an upland product, and a waterfall product, um, which is in our shield category. And then in our amp, what we call an amp category or amplification or en sound enhancement category, uh, which is gun suppression and, and amplification. Uh, we have a, a, a dedicated turkey platform, a dedicated uh, big game or, or deer platform, uh, and a dedicated elk platform. It's amazing that the, the elk hunters out west, again, in the fall, just kind of ate it up because, you know, now, particularly if you're, if you're hunting them during the rut when they're really bugling a lot, you know, and you get up on top of these mountains or these big, vast open areas, and you may hear if if it's that type of day for you, you may hear two, three, four, five bugles go off and determining the location of where they're at and how far they are changes your entire, the rest of your day, right? <laughs> On which one you're going to chase and how you're going to get there and which ways the wind coming and, you know, um, but you got to be able to hear them and locate them, determine uh, where they are, which is kind of where I was going with, you know, with your, your double miss story on the turkey is is that if if you can if you're more connected to your surroundings and you can hear and monitor that bird or that deer or the game approaching you, uh, you're more prepared for the shot, right? And um, I don't care what weapon is in your hands. One of the first things that I always taught my kids in the woods was, you know, that gun or that bow doesn't kill. Your eyes kill. Like you, you need to see it first and chances are the better the way you see it first is you need to hear it first and if you hear it your eyes will be looking for it and then you'll be prepared right and um both both emotionally uh, psychologically and physically you're you're more prepared um to do what you need to do to to take that animal <clears throat> right and you know like i said more than one occasion probably more than two or three times i've not taken shots had a split second, should I take the shot, had a window, and it wasn't the anticipation or the fear of recoil, it was the thought of the noise and how loud is it going to be, and just made me hesitate and lose that one moment just because, you know, it's so different when you're at the range, you've got earplugs in, you know, it's like you're 10 feet tall and bulletproof, you know, you shoot as much as you want, you don't even blink when you take a shot sometimes, but you know, you get that really loud recoil of a ported shotgun or a short barrel rifle or, you know, man, if you're hunting with a handgun and, you know, if, if, if you don't have that confidence, you know, that you know, this is not going to hurt my ears, that I'm going to have that same confidence I had at the range to take shots, that can cause you to, to leave the woods without game. It's happened to me. That's exactly it. <laughs> We've all got those stories, right? And, and unfortunately... I mean, I've heard, I've heard, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of stories of when something went wrong with their hearing, right? Um, you know, when, when, you know, they, they're sitting by themselves in a, in a, in a deer shack and they didn't get that muzzle out the window um, or they switched 
and and you know they got a new gun and they've killed you know two handful of deer out of the same shooting shack over the last decade but they got a you know a new 270 rifle with a ported barrel and, and the difference between the sound inside that shack with that ported barrel or a muzzle brake on it is completely different uh, than no muzzle brake. And, and they remember the exact day of the moment. We often, I saw this throughout my career in dealing with veterans. Um, and when, when, when soldier, most soldiers that have lots of hearing problems um, know exactly the moment, the place where they were on, in the planet, the dirt they were standing on and exactly what happened the moment they lost their hearing. Or, or that the ears never stop ringing. And unfortunately, you know, duck hunters and deer hunters and, and upland hunters um, are, are more similar than different uh, to those stories. So then if, if I'm right, people can go to your website at Tetra Hearing and they can take a free hearing test that assesses both ears, uh, a range of different sounds. They can keep that information or they can submit it to you guys and then you will custom tailor a product to them that fits their needs for amplification and the type of game that they hunt. That's spot on. Um, and that's, yeah, that's exactly, we, there's, there's different levels of technology and, and we build what's called single pursuit, whereas you can buy just a turkey device um, or just a, a, a deer device or just a, a waterfall device. Um, or last year when we brought out um, what's called the multi-pursuit line that that immediately kind of became our our number one seller and that's where we you know we custom build what are the most common hunting pursuits we can put up to six different programs into one device um, and and like I said that's that's been our number one thing because most most people are like you and I right uh, very seldom there are some just hardcore turkey hunters and that's all they hunt or hardcore waterfall hunters and that's it. Um, but most of us try to find an excuse to be in the woods as much as, much as we can. Right. And uh, you know, we, we, we chase the deer while we're waiting for ducks. And, and as soon as we put our duck stuff away, we can't wait for the, the springtime, you know, the sounds of spring with gobbles and clucks and yelps to start up for us. And, um, and it's just kind of, and we have a warm up with a dove hunt <laughs> that kind of gets us ready. And, and so that's, you know, we've kind of followed that, that similar passion um, with, with the multi-pursuit. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Something for every season, always ready, always protected. Man, people are going to think like I'm getting a commission here or there's an affiliate link or something. Guys, that is not the case at all. I just believe in this product. I believe in what Tetra is doing, their philosophy so much that, uh, you know, when I went down this pathway, I reached out to them. I was like, you know what? These are the kind of guys that, that the world needs to hear about. New hunters need to hear from the, you know, they're doing stuff that nobody else is doing as, as effective. And I've, I've used some other products and I'm not going to name the names of them, but you know, they were cheap and did they protect your ears? Yeah, more or less, but you did not have the experience of hunting when you use them, it was better than, you know, jamming rubber and plastic in your ears, but it was, it just what didn't give you, didn't, it wasn't compelling enough that hunters would actually use those as opposed to using nothing. And you guys came out with something that solves that problem and 
helps people, helps hunters scout, helps people that have lost their hearing, helps people on the hunt even better than their regular hearing. Uh, it just blew me away the more I learned about it. Well, I, I couldn't be more happy, um, you know, the, the day that you reached out, George, and that you sent your first email and, and made contact with us because, you know, if, if we've attracted the attention of, of, of guys like you that I respect, then we're doing the right thing. And, um, and I, I can't wait to, to, to the point when you get to try them in your ears. Um, I, I guarantee you're going to be, you know, blown away. Uh, I was just looking, I just pulled up on my phone um, just this afternoon at, at, at one twelve this afternoon, I had, uh, if I can just take a, a quick moment, this email popped up and it just kind of really summarizes. This is from a 52 year old Turkey hunter um, in, in South Georgia. And he just put, Dear Tetra, I've had hearing issues that go back to my childhood. I've tried another brand of hearing aid, hoping it would help, but it did not fit my ears well enough. And it amplified all the sounds going on around me. I decided to try the 90 Turkey amp pods. And what that is, it's our, it's our 90 level device, we make a 60 level and a 90 level. He said, I decided to try the 90 Turkey amp pods and they have made a huge difference for me. They are worth every single penny. I got to use them this weekend for the Georgia opener, and I, and I never want to be in the woods without them. I don't even feel that they're in my ears, and I can hear like never before. Great investment, greatest investment I could have ever made. It, again, that's what drives us, right? It's just this, because this guy feels like he has his edge back. He gets to go do the things that are most important to him. And, and what most of these guys are doing is that they realize, geez, that helps so much in the turkey woods. What if I wear it at home with TV? Then maybe everyone will not so mad at me, right? Like the TV doesn't have to be as loud. And, and boy, that worked great. So what if I wear, wear it out to dinner? And then what if I wear it to church? And oh my gosh, I could wear this to work. And... And it's just this, what we've done is we've, we've reintroduced hearing without this big decision of, oh, I need to go spend four five six thousand $6,000 on hearing aids. And, um, and, 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 and we're just bringing better hearing to them um, in, in the passions that they love to do. And um, I, I, feel, I feel more blessed than I've ever felt in my life that, um, that over the last, you know, two to three years that this has come together and it's gone this far. And, and it, and it really is, it's from getting the attention of, of you've earned the platform and the respect uh, of a lot of people. And so I'm, I'm completely I have a tremendous amount of gratitude uh, for guys like you that allow, allow us to come on and just kind of talk about what we're doing and what drives us um, and how we can help others. That's really what it comes down to, right? You know, to, to reach back to one of the comments you made earlier, you know, there's a debate about if people don't have hearing, should we really restore their hearing if we can? You know, is that ethical? You know, I hear stories like that and I'm just like, God designed us to have hearing. Hearing is one of the senses we were created with from the beginning that we were supposed to have to, to fully appreciate this creation and relationships and one another. And, you know, sure, while there's grace for, for people to, to be able to live rich lives who, who've, you know, haven't had that, 
you know, if we're able to have it and if we're able to protect it and if we're able to augment it to the point where, you know, we can have that peace and that satisfaction again, I mean, that's life changing, right? That's, that's just, that's just unbelievable. Well, it's certainly what, what, what drives me. And, um, you know, I, my oldest daughter is a, a nurse. She, she's a labor and delivery nurse, um, working tonight down at Vanderbilt, probably delivering, helping deliver a baby, you know, right now. And, um, and one of the coolest things that, that she likes about her job is that, uh, she's helping charge of, uh, of the, the newborn hearing screening. And there's a reason why we, we screen babies ears before they leave the hospital, before they're discharged. And it's because hearing is such a fundamental component, uh, to, to, as the, as the base platform that everything's built on, you know, across, across life from an educational opportunity, we learn to talk and speak properly because we can hear properly. And, and once we can, once we can formulate speech, we can communicate with each other and, and then we can educate. And it's, it's super hard to learn math or chemistry or, you know, Roman history, uh, you know, without the ability to, to, to communicate. And, and, and so hearing is just, is, is fundamental. There's, for some reason, it's kind of gotten, you know, it's gotten that it, well, it's an old age thing and like, you're supposed to use it. And there's, there's a million bad jokes, um, you know, about, about hearing and hearing loss and kind of poking fun at, at people that can't hear. And like, no one wants to join that group. Um, and I've tried to fix that literally for 30 years in, in, in clinic and in, and in teaching, um, and then working for industry. And to, to me, the breakthrough has been, don't try to force them to take medicine, you know, give them, let's use more carrot and less stick. Right. And that's what Tetra is. It's like, we're going to address your hearing and the things that you love doing the most. And then you can kind of take it from there. And so, right. It makes turkey hunting better. That in and of itself is an incentive and, and protecting your hearing for the course of your life. That's, that's the ultimate benefit. And guys, in case you didn't catch on, you know, the number one most important thing turkey hunters neglect, that's your hearing, the preservation and protection of it, as well as the augmentation to, to get the most out of it. And Bill, is there anything else you want to mention or share today before we go ahead and wrap up? Oh, geez. We've been, we've been kind of all over. Uh, I, I really enjoyed the opportunity. I think you and I could probably sit and do this, you know, for the next couple hours or, or, or even better yet, sitting around a campfire would be, would be even better, but you clearly, you clearly get it. Um, and, and I would, I just encourage, um, you know, anyone listening to, you know, jump on our website, take a look at us. We are very, we're a hundred percent approachable, uh, family owned company. And, um, you call, we pick up the phone. Uh, we've, we've earned the respect of, of what I think are some of the, the biggest names, um, you know, in the industry, uh, in some of the biggest companies, uh, and NWTF and Ducks Unlimited and Harold Knight and Will Primos and Cuz Strickland. And I mean, I could just kind of go on and on, uh, of, of, of the partners that, and everyone kind of says very much the same thing that you, that you first said, George is like, we've been waiting for this. I said, we went over, we fit, we fit all the guys over in duck commander last August. Um, and they've been awesome at like spreading the word and talking about that. And, and I stood, 
literally in, in Phil Robinson, Robertson's house, um, you know, that, that America watched for so many years, uh, on TV. And, and he put his hand on my shoulder and he said, son, we've been waiting a long time for something like this. <laughs> and, and it was a special moment. I mean, you know, I mean, to hear that from, um, from some guy who's earned the respect of so many, uh, myself included, and as uh, such a godly human being, um, that meant a lot to me right there, right? I mean, even if they didn't help sell any of them, uh, he's like, this is going to make, he's, this is going to change lives. And it sounds kind of melodramatic, but um, man, that's what, when the feet hit the morning, it hit the floor in the morning, that's, that's, that's what keeps it driving. And, and geez, it's fun. And so go jump online, look at it, take the test. If you have any questions, uh, refer, I, I guarantee you that if you're listening to this and you don't need it, I promise you, you know, someone that we can help. Uh, and, um, you know, so, so pass it on. And, and most importantly, uh, I, I hope you get to experience a Tetra in your ear as to all your listeners. And, um, but most importantly, do something find a way to protect your hearing across across the lifetime no matter what you're doing if you got to raise your voice over it it's probably too loud and that's kind of the that's how i how i raised my kids and how we taught at uh, at, at vanderbilt if you got to shout over it it's too loud so you got to find some way to protect your hearing no matter what that insult is Right. And I could not echo that more, guys. I mean, if you're going to be pulling the trigger, especially multiple times, you got to have something in your ear. I mean, foam earplugs are cheap and they add their own challenges. But if that's what you need to start with, then start with that. Work your way up, you know, get get some vision, get some understanding, do some research. Um, and, you know, bills come along here and they have made the perfect thing. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, the best thing on the market, the, the most perfect, you know, piece of equipment you could want for this. Maybe you can't get it your first season, save up, get it your second season. It, it's the kind of thing that it's just, it changes the game and it can preserve your hearing and your ability to hear long-term. So I would encourage you go to their website, tetrahearing.com. You can head to my website, newhundersguide.com. Check out the show notes for this episode. There's a link there that goes to their page. It's just a regular link. It's not an affiliate link. Uh, this this does not work in that way. Uh, I just believe that much in their product. So I really appreciate you guys for listening. I hope this has been helpful for you today. Uh, Till next time, God bless you and go get them in the woods. <laughs> <laughs>